Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And why is my fucking cord making all this noise? Maybe time for a new one. I have no idea. Hey, sorry about yesterday. I forgot it was Thursday. Um, I've been uh, promoting season four of F is for Family, which you can stream now on Netflix. And um, I was also promoting uh, The King of Staten Island. Starring Pete Davidson, Marissa Tomei, Steve Buscemi, Dom Lombardozzi, and a zillion other, Mod Apatow, a zillion people, um, is now available to stream everywhere, except Netflix. It's not on Netflix yet, but it's, it's all those other places. Um, I, I tweeted and Instagrammed about it, all right? I haven't been on the TikTok yet, but I totally forgot yesterday that uh, yesterday was, um, was uh, Thursday. I completely spaced, man. So by the time I realized it was, I'd already done Rogan's podcast and I came home and I got the two little ones to take care of now. So uh, now I'm doing it now. So I apologize for it being late. And I want to thank everybody that's already starting to watch F is for Family and the King of Staten Island saying all the nice things that you're saying. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun day for me. All this hard work, seeing it get out there and people actually enjoying it. So thank you very much. Um, and with that, uh, oh, I'll also be on the Joe Rogan, uh, podcast, uh, Joe Rogan experience today. It should be posted today. Had a great time with him. Smoked a cigar. Oh, Freckle smoked cigar three days in a row, three days in a row. The night before my birthday, my birthday. And then I went in on Rogan and he had some cigars. So, and now I'm shutting it down again. Cause, uh, I gotta tell you, man, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> get all fucking dehydrated super tired and all of that shit so uh i don't think i'm gonna smoke another one nor do i really even want to until like august which makes me feel good that i kind of i can dip in and dip out because it is a fun thing to do with a great friend like joe rogan and then it's also great to not do it because uh i'm an old ancient dad here uh so i shouldn't be doing that stuff so anyway um I, it was fucking hilarious i went into rogan and he was talking about this shit going on in Seattle and I had no idea what he was talking about. And, um, you know, cause I haven't been watching the news. It's just, I don't, I don't fucking screaming and yelling. Like all of my screaming and yelling, it's almost like watching a sporting event. Like no matter how much I scream and yell, no matter how much I sit in my chair a certain way or try to switch up the mojo by jumping into another seat, I have no effect of what's going on. The outcome of this. I, 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 I don't know. It's uh, hoping cool heads will prevail and something good will come about it. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, voting and that type of shit, hopefully. I did look up a few things. Well, like, what does defund the police mean? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Maybe it's going to have lawlessness out there. And it was like, no, it meant taking some of their burden off of them before you get all freaked out like I did. Because I was like, that, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? It means to reduce the demands placed on police and shift funding to mental health care, housing, and other social programs. Um, and uh, and uh, that makes sense to me because I don't think it's fair for everybody to just live their life and ignore all the problems that we have, and then the cops have to deal with the fallout of that. So if funding mental health care, you know, I think a lot of people that are abusing drugs and that type of stuff, 
Um, I don't know. We had a cop writing one time from Canada was talking about decriminalizing that and treating it like a disease. And then people could like step forward and all that type of stuff. And just think of the amount of people that maybe wouldn't die from ODing because everybody else they're doing drugs with leaves because now you're part of like, if this guy dies, you're somehow connected with his death and can get, go to, you know, jail time. I had a friend of mine die like that and everybody fucking took off and just left them there. Um, so yeah, anything that's going to, anything that's going to ease tension, I am definitely for. And I also think it's really interesting how Seattle handles their stuff where all those protesters went down to the, uh, whatever the fuck you call it, the head guy in charge's house, the mayor's house or something. And they just opened the doors and they let him in there. Then that was kind of funny to me because it's like, all right, so now you're in the building. So now what are you going to do? But it's just that not, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't. This shit is so fucking beyond anything that I actually even understand. I live my own little life of watching old school sports and that type of shit. I have no idea what's going on. I just hope people are fucking, you know, out of all this, which I really do believe something positive is going to come from this, I hope, before the, uh, the people with the money do what they always do. Um, so let's get back to my little life here. My little life. Um, downloaded some cool new music. A friend of mine let me know about this artist, Gabriella Wilson. I'm an old guy, so I'm late to the party here. She goes by her, H period, E period, R period. I downloaded both of I was so blown away by the first song I heard, and I just started, you know, went on iTunes, checked it out. I downloaded both albums. Fucking outstanding. Incredible. Check that out if you get a chance to. And uh, I've been dealing with my daughter. She's in this new phase. Uh super control freak like bossy shit you know and i know you're not supposed to say bossy remember the band the bossy thing say call a little girl bossy and she starts to avoid leadership roles because she's afraid of being seen as unlikable um that's a very extremely simplistic fucking i don't know is that all it is how about not creating a a maniacal oppressive lunatic I mean, I love my daughter, okay? I'm not trashing her, obviously. But I'm sitting there playing with her, and she's just like, no, dad, dad, you have to sit there. No, come on, dad. You have to say this. You say, it's like, dude, this isn't playing. <laughs> this isn't like we're not, we're both not having fun right now. You're just telling me what to do and yelling at me, telling me that I'm in pretending I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, that's being bossy, and you shouldn't be like that. And that has nothing to do with being um, a leader. I don't think, you know, like if I, the shit I've been saying about Trump, it's like when COVID happened, your first reaction to say, well, this came from China and, and make sure the blame was put where it was, is to me that as a, as a follower, that shows like weakness. You know, to have these protesters coming up to the fence and then you going down into the bunker that's not what you got to step up when you're a leader. And I don't think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird fucking time. It's just a weird time where the cork is off the bottle on a lot of shit. So it's going to be a highly emotional fucking time. And then it's going to settle down. And I think that people are going to be like, all right, well, you know, there's a reason the word bossy exists. Um, I don't know. 
some of that shit. You just you're fucking and equating it to like a goddamn word. Like if you don't call somebody a word, then all of a sudden they're going to be a fucking president or something like that. I mean, none of it makes any sense. All right, if this dope can be fucking president, it really, I mean, and can 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 like continue to make sense to people. And I'm not shitting on Republicans. I'm just saying this fucking guy. Uh, then I, I I don't know. It's it's beyond me. I, I fucking hate this time in history right now. This is like, like nothing is fun. Nothing is funny. I'm not on standup. I'm fucking talking into myself. I got nothing to fucking talk about. Every day there's something else. Some fucking idiot drives a car into a fucking crowd and then shoots somebody. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. And then meanwhile, there's this fucking pandemic going on and all these fucking assholes are bumping fists out there, spiking this shit. While they're, they're trying to solve this fucking problem, they're then going to make a bunch of old people die or small businesses go out of fucking business because people are going to continue to get sick because now there's a spike in this shit. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck. I have no idea. But I'll tell you right now, this is no way to start a decade. Um, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And then meanwhile, we're fighting a couple of, you know, never-ending goddamn wars that are fucking costing us a ton of money. But other than that, it's a beautiful day out there today. And I'm going to play One Morning in Maine with my daughter, you know? And if she gets too fucking bossy, I'm going to tell her that, you know, I don't say bossy, but I just, you know, I think that's just a white woman thing. You know, they're sort of above criticism, (laughs) which is why I'm loving that okay Karen thing and a lot of the reactions to white women about that. Like, wait, you're in us? But we're always the victims, we don't have any privilege. Our white husbands take all of our privilege. That fucking narrative. Um, the put upon blonde white woman. It's one of my favorite fucking. That and the, uh, the and an indignant thief is my other favorite characters right now. Like, I'm insulted by that question. You know, when you fucking call them out. Dude, what the fuck is with this goddamn fucking TV? I got this fucking remote control where it's like it, it either shuts off the box or it shut or, and then turns on the TV or the other way around. And I can't figure out this fucking Rubik's Cube. Fucking either that or I'm saying too much crazy shit on my podcast and they're fucking some assholes turning it on. Yeah, Bill, I think that that's what it is, because you're that, you're that important with your fucking horseshit. Okay, so now that's off, and then the fucking TV comes on. So there's got to be a fucking TV button. TV off. Now that thing has a red light. Now let me bet this thing's going to be like humming now, right? Why did I buy a pencil sharpener? What the fuck? Why did I have a pencil sharpener? What was I? Oh, I know. I was fucking writing out drum charts. You know? And all of a sudden, I bought an old school one, and I'm like, there's no place to clamp it onto anymore. Fucking outside of the house. So then I got an electric one. You know, like I'm some accountant in April in 1958, finishing everybody's goddamn taxes. Or the end of March. Um, anyway, so I've just been watching a bunch of shit. I'm fucking, I've had it, guys. I need to go back. I got to start doing fucking stand-up. I am, I am officially out of shit to talk about. I don't give a fuck. I, I just, I, at this point, am I nuts? Like, fuck it. I guess COVID is here to stay and you either live or you fucking die. The only thing is, though, is these fucking hospitals, 
Now they got like you know, 2,000 fucking patients all of a sudden. 2,000 fucking patients come in on the same goddamn day. I mean, uh, I got to start getting guests on this thing. We can just sit here and just talk about nothing, you know? So, like, what have you been doing? What is what is your workout been throughout all of this? By the way, thank you for the birthday wishes uh, on Wednesday. I turned 52 pickup. Um I had a great birthday. I had a perfect birthday. I had a, I had a, uh, I had a root beer float, and I smoked a cigar. All right? And you can call me simple. You can call me dick and call me whatever the fuck you want. I mean, that's, that's all I need, you know? It's goddamn people. I, I, at this point, you know, when you get to a certain point, there, there really should be. Just stop buying somebody stuff. I don't need any fucking stuff. You know something I also realized? If you've noticed me on these Zoom conversations, I have like five T-shirts that I wear, and that's it. I got a blue one. I got a green one. I got this Iceland one. I got a Queens of the Stone Age T-shirt, and I have a fucking Austin City Limits T-shirt, and that's pretty much it. So I really only need like five fucking T-shirts, you know? I guess when I'm not working, I don't need any of my button-down shirts. Oh, Billy fucking Bozo the Clown when I go on stage. I'm really realizing how all of this shit that I have, I don't even fucking need. Um, this isn't anything. What it is, is I, 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 I need to fucking go on a drive. I've been nomadic my entire adult life being on the fucking road. And I, I, need, to, I need to fucking, I think I need, I, I can't believe this. I need to go to a fucking airport. <laughs> need to go to an airport and I need to go into a strip mall. And I need to stand on stage and I got to dump all this shit out of me. Um. Yeah, I got I to gotta give it up to the protesters, man. I mean, this is just like unprecedented. It's like two fucking three weeks of this shit, and they are not letting up. This is, this is going to change things, I think, in a good way. Um, but in the meantime, I would love to go on stage and tell some fucking jokes to somebody, anybody. Um, all right, and then this is what I'd love to... Uh, this guy says, uh, Pete Hegseth on Seattle protest zone. We're getting a scary glimpse into what the leftists want. Um, everything has to be fucking labeled. Because once he, if he just said what these people are doing is fucking scary, you could be so much more open-minded when you read it, or you wouldn't have your mind already made up with the people like, oh, these liberal snowflakes. Let's read a little bit of this, see what this fucking guy has to say. Oh, Fox News. This is a, oh, this is a, they are as open-minded as CNN. Um, let's see. As protesters in Seattle continue to claim their own territory, Fox and Friends weekend. Doesn't that sound fun? Fox and Friends. Sounds like a kid's show. Um, host Pete Hegseth said on Friday that leftist ideas such as defunding the police, dissolving the southern border, and revoking the Second Amendment will not work. Yeah, what is, dis- what is dissolving the southern border? By the way, who are these fucking people making the, like, I, I know how to run the country. Well, what is your, what did you major in political science? Uh, the question is, do you need to send, do you send in troops? Do you say, hey, this isn't going to happen anymore, or do you let Seattle sort of implode on itself? It's a scary glimpse into the minds of leftists right now. Um. Yeah, people on the extreme left have lost their fucking minds. Same as the extreme right. And it'd be nice if people at Fox News would occasionally call out 
extremists on the right, and CNN could call out extremists on the left. They just don't fucking do it. Oh, God, there's got to be some other fucking news. Is there any other news? Trump says he's fine with pushback from Pentagon leaders. In reversal, Starbucks will allow employees to wear Black Lives Matter (laughs) T-shirts. People, you have to understand the the quagmire that Starbucks is in, all right? They live by the bottom line, okay? And racists, either hardcore or borderline, buy their coffee. So all they're trying to do is just straddle the fucking line, all right? We'll say that we care, but we won't, uh, in, a, in a clothing way, state that we give a shit so I can sell a chai latte to an African-American or a fucking uh, clan member. Because at the end of the day, people, a corporation does not give a shit where their money comes from. Okay? Because you see, they say we're not doing that. And then all of a sudden today, they're going to do it. Why are they going to do it? Because enough money said that's fucked up. Okay? So they, they, don't, they don't give a shit. Now, are they guilty or are they just playing the game the way that it's fucking set up? I mean, that's fucking disturbing. The way that you can just, you know. There was another guy who got removed. Some CrossFit guy. And I'll tell you, nobody is going to enjoy the CrossFit community imploding like I am. I mean, this has nothing to do with CrossFit. Um. It has everything to do with the fact that I just hate watching people running down the street when I'm fucking sitting there trying to eat, you know, eggs over easy. I some fucking idiot running down the street with a fucking coffee table, lifting it up and down, screaming and yelling like they're in the fucking military and I'm on a base. (laughs) CrossFit, what a collection of fucking self-involved douchebags. And I love... That is, they thought it was such a positive environment that their furor turned out to be a fucking asshole. This has nothing to do with CrossFit. It has to do with the fuck I have cabin fever and I I haven't been able to do what I I love, which is stand-up. It's finally hitting me. After I said I didn't care, after I said it didn't bother me, after I said I didn't miss it, that was me just denying my fucking feelings, and now it's all coming to the surface. All right. Uh, Let's see here. What do we got here? Oh, that's great. Disappointed. Uh, some CrossFitter who looks like she could throw me through a fucking goddamn side of a battleship said she was disappointed with CrossFit's charges as former CEO still owns the company. Oh, what did he say? I want to know what he said. CrossFit. Greg Glassman's. Greg Glassman. That just sounds like somebody in your high school class. He's, he's there, right? He's just background. Greg Glassman. All right, George Floyd's scandal is a lesson in corporate compliance and how not to set a tone from the top. Yeah, but exactly. But here's the fucking thing about that. All this is teaching people is to shut the fuck up. Oh, sorry, my voice just cracked in. That's all it's teaching them. It's not, it's not, you're not changing their hearts. Uh, CrossFit CEO Greg Glassman. Glassman's not, quote, not racist tweet about George Floyd and the coronavirus and CrossFit's subsequent lack of action is is a parabola, a parable? I don't know, of corporate compliance and ethics 
screw-up of massive proportion. It is proof that a damaged corporate culture has real cost. Uh, yeah, you could also equate that to the individual. Well, we always make choices for ourselves first. Uh, over the weekend, Glassman responded to a tweet by the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation about the link between public health and racism by writing, it's Floyd 19, referring to the man who was killed by white officers in the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, we can figure that out. He then went on to explain, your failed model quarantined us, and now you're going to model a solution to racism? Oh, oh, he lost a bunch of money in his gyms. That's what happened. So he got all into his feels. It's like, first, he, this, look at this guy. He doesn't give a fuck. Have everybody come down here and sweat all over each other. I don't give, give me my money so I can have my horse. This is, this is, this is a tale as old as time itself. You hit this guy in his wall. Look at this guy. He's like, I don't know how, how fucking old he is. He still has a hat on backwards. Talking to young people. Oh yeah, this guy, he, yeah. He's, I'm going to make a bunch of fucking snap judgments on this guy. Um, George Floyd's brutal murder sparked riots nationally. Quarantine alone is, quote, accompanied in every age and under all political regimes by an undercut of suspicion, distrust, and riots. Thanks. Um, wait, that's what he wrote? Your failed model quarantined us, and now you're going to model a solution. Now, who's he talking about? And the quarantine model failed people because people didn't comply with it. The reality is, is if everybody stayed home and didn't fucking breathe on each other, this thing would have burned out by now. My nuts... But then there was a bunch of people being like, this was designed to take Trump down. Trump came up with this thing, the ba 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 ba. You know, you're thinking it's America. I can walk around into a bar if I want to. Right? A bunch of people with no fucking background in, in any sort of fighting a fucking pandemic. A bunch of people with no fucking, a bunch of people like me who don't even know what the fuck they're talking about went out and fucked that whole thing up. So I don't know who he's yelling at. Oh, my God. Is it me? Is this podcast the most mind-numbingly boring thing you've ever heard in your life? Because it is for me. I am so fucking sick of all of this fucking shit. I, I, I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. And I can't fucking deal. This is why I don't go on. I don't, I, this is why I stay off the Internet. I am so fucking sick of everybody's fucking goddamn fucking opinions about shit and not looking at themselves and how the fuck they're contributing to shit. And I'm just sick of not having fucking happy topics. Where in the fucking news is there just something silly and ridiculous that I can fucking make fun of? Cause I never, I never had a heavy podcast. I never wanted to have one. All right. CrossFit guy. Glassman, 10 athletes banned from CrossFit games for steroids. Oh, Jesus. Part of the fucking internet am I on? All right. Man seriously injured in West Seattle shooting. That's not fun. Two dead in South Seattle shooting. Woman killed. Man injured in North Seattle shooting. Seattle police shoot. This is all Seattle. 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 It's like the early 90s again. After fatal shooting. Seattle. Seattle. Am I in the wrong? Okay. World. Here we go. Let's get to some good news. Let's get to the world news. 
uh, faded away into a dark nightmare. North Korea says diplomacy with Trump has failed. I thought him and that guy were boys. U.S.-Iraq talks promise U.S. troop withdrawal falls short of timeline. All right, well, good, good. See, we're gradually pulling out of there. International Crime Court condemns U.S. sanction order. That sounds like fun. Arab envoy warns Israelis that annex... annex yeah, I'm too dumb for this page. Boris Johnson says attacking statues is lying about our history. Um, is it, well, isn't that finally an honest response from people that were uh, caught under the tires of those people? It's not like books about those people, the statues. You really don't need a fucking statue, do you? A statue's fucking... A statue is as dumb as a fucking headstone on a grave. I never understood that. That's right, you're dead. Put them in the ground and help them enrich the fucking soil. We're all part of nature. Let's do this, right? Put them in the ground, butt-ass naked. No shoes unless they're biodegradable. All right, the woman behind Francis... Black Lives, France's Black Lives Matter movement wants a race-blind society to recognize its racism. New corona cases see Beijing close two food markets, scrap plan to let some kids resume school. Dude, this is just, this is fucking, let's, let's go, how about some sports? Sports news, how about that? What do we got here? Sports news. Significant number of players disappointed about not having a vote. Oh, my God. NCAA committee recommends six weeks calendar to start 2020 college football season. Um, Latest sports news. Okay, here we go. Something fun. Guys, if I didn't have a bunch of shit I had to go fucking do, I would literally scrap this fucking podcast. Um, oh, Alex Cora, Astros sign stealing scandal wasn't just two man job. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know what? That mobbed up NBA ref wasn't just by himself. All right. Since the Boston Red Sox fired him for his role in the Houston Astros electronic sign stealing scheme from 2017, former manager Alex Cora has kept a low profile. Now he wants to clear a few things up. Oh, this is why Epstein got whacked. All right, I have read many things that are true and many others that are not, Cora told ESPN. Out of this whole process, process, if there's there's one thing that I can completely reject and disagree with is people within the Astros organization singling me out, particularly fired fired and suspended general manager Judd Lund now, as if I were the sole mastermind. The commissioner's report sort of explained in its own way what happened, but the Astros players have spoken up and refuted any allegations that I was solely responsible. Uh, If there is one thing I'm absolutely sure of, it is that it was not a two-man show. We all did it, and let me be very clear that I am not denying my responsibility because we are all responsible. Yeah. I mean, if you owned a fucking baseball team, okay, and then all of a sudden somebody was drilling a hole in the fucking (laughs) 
the wall out in out in the fucking center field. You, you wouldn't notice. You wouldn't have somebody walking over and going, "What the fuck is going on here?" Hey, mind your fucking business. Um. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, when there's money and whores and cocaine at the end of the rainbow, like people are gonna do shit. Uh, once allegations of sign stealing were published by the Ath. Athletic in November, Major League Baseball launched an investigation which led to January firings and a one-year suspension of Lundnow and former Astros manager A.J. Hinch. Corey, the bench coach of the 2007 World Series champion, took the Red Sox job that offseason and won the World Series with Boston the next year. <laughs> the Red Sox fired Corey two days after Lundnow and Hinch were let go. They weren't let go. They got a one-year suspension. Now, you watch this. All of baseball is fucking outraged. These guys will get jobs again. Uh, MLB's report found an operation far more limited in scope and impact in Boston, and the penalties were much lighter. Uh, Oh, really? That's surprising. The two-man show, or they just didn't want to seem like... They always do that. Like, it was just one fucking year. Uh, The two-man show, Cora referred to, was him and former player Carlos Beltran. Uh, who was hired and fired by New York Mets this offseason for his role in the scandal. Out of respect for the investigation, I decided to stay out of the spotlight. Talking about it wasn't going to change anything, Cora told ESPN. I deserve my suspension, and I'm paying the price for my action, and I am not proud of what happened. Well, you look pretty excited when you won the thing. Uh, we, made a <laughs> we made a mistake as a group. The entire Astros team, what happened was something that, if you asked anyone involved, no one was, is proud of it. We're all at fault, everybody. We're all responsible. Everyone who was part of the team. Oh, my God. That must have been the after party must have been so fucking gross. As you're sitting there fucking hugging on each other. We did it. We did it. And in the back of your head, you have to know. Somebody's got to be like, dude, this is fucking. This is ridiculous, right? Fuck are we celebrating here? Um. Oh, look, now I clicked on some clickbait. Celebrities we forgot were married. Did we forget? Um, has anybody had the nerve to uh, watch that video? I saw this. I saw a quick little clip of uh, celebrities owning up to their own racism. And what I'm going to guess is this going to be a lot of white women crying. Uh, <laughs> the genius the genius of crying is you can own up to what you did while getting comforted. You know, I, th- I think if you're a woman, as a guy, people just make fun of you. Or maybe none of them, no men have ever had the courage to try to fucking, you know, use that emotion. Um, all right, legal zoom. It's a whole new world out there, everybody. We're all faced with new challenges. If you need legal help to overcome some of yours, that's where LegalZoom fits in. Maybe you've been wondering about the best way to protect your family, or maybe you're thinking about starting a business, but you don't know the best way to do it. Don't let legal questions hold you back. LegalZoom has uh, been dedicated to helping you uh, with the right solution for more than 19 years. If you're looking to protect your family with a will or living trust, or you're thinking about the right way to start a business with a DBA, LLC, nonprofit, or MUA, LegalZoom 
LegalZoom's got you covered. It's easy to get started online. Why am I reading this like fucking Christopher Walken cadence? It's easy to get started online. And if you're if you need guidance and their networks of attorney, <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ, bro, come on. And if you need guidance, their network of attorneys can provide advice to ensure you make to ensure you make the right choices. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you won't have to leave your home and you won't get charged by the hour. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of some important things you need to get done. And that's LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. You know, uh, part of the Rogan podcast, we were talking about pubic hair, how it was once something people were proud of and then gradually trimmed and then tried to eliminate. And... uh, I can't believe that we we didn't even fucking hit upon like there's got to be there's got to be something out there in the internet webosphere about all the covid bushes out there at this point all these poor women who can't go in and get fucking waxed you know tend to the beehive down there it's got to be a tough thing oh for god's sakes my wife's texting me here by the way, how do you shut off the fucking thing other than hitting mute, but then you can't watch videos of this fucking thing going bing every time you get a, uh, every time you get a fucking um, text message? Oh, look at that. Nice day. Just watched King of Staten Island. You fucking crushed it. Got me hyped for our thing. Oh, good deal. I don't even know who that is because I'm still getting text messages from fucking just numbers. You know what that means, I think. No, you know what my 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 uh, my my computer will only accept text messages from iPhones. It won't take them from from other people with their Androids. All right, I gotta add these things here. All right, baby. Okay, all right. Let's leave it that. All right, I gotta go take care of the baby. He's awesome. He's looking around. He hears noises and he's turning his head towards it. Um, what else? He's really strong. And he's so cute, and I love him to death. And the greatest thing ever when I was, was I was holding my son, and then my lovely daughter came up and gave him a kiss, and I had my arm around my daughter, and I was holding my son. And I got to tell you, man, that's what it's all about. And uh, I want to thank my lovely wife for everything she has gone through in both pregnancies. And I want to apologize to her for suggesting we have a third right after she just had a C-section. I really want to apologize to her for that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. Come on, let's do one more. Um, all right, that is, uh, that is it. I'm going to go play T-ball with my lovely daughter. Uh, I'm sorry, this one was real. This, this quarantine thing is fucking getting to me like it's getting everybody else. I tried to put on a brave face for you for a long time, and I'm just showing that maybe I'm a little human. And it's really bothering me. I hate everything that's going on right now. I hope people come together for a better world. I really do. I hope people, you know, drug addicts get treated like, you know, they have an illness. I think um, there's something to be said about, you know, controlling people. And then there's also something to be said about, you know, letting people, hearing people's voices. And, uh... I have empathy for everybody involved. That's what I have, okay? I don't think it's fair to make it out that all cops are like those fucking murderous assholes in Minneapolis. We need to figure out a way to fucking get rid of those people on the force. And um, 
you know, and I also think all the whole Black Lives Matter thing and people finally, white people finally listening and joining it and trying to make a change. I think this is all going to come to a good place. We're just in the tough part right here, the growing pains of this. But uh, I'm confident that it's going to get to someplace better. And um, the COVID thing's the only thing that's bumming me out, that it's starting to spike again. And all these fucking overworked doctors and nurses are now going to see a bunch more patients. Uh, Please don't be a selfish cunt, okay? You know, as we try to, like, get back to some sort of a normal life. Just try to, you know, I don't know what it is. But Rogan said something great on his podcast, as he always does, where they're they're just talking about how to avoid it. They're not talking about your immune system and and that type of shit. So, I don't know. Listen to his podcast. Don't listen to me because I'm a dummy. That's it. Uh, That is the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. And I will see you on Monday. And uh, I will. I promise you guys on Monday, I'm going to do a bunch of research on the internet and I will look for some silly shit for me to talk about because I don't want to be just a, another thing that's out there talking about what everybody already knows. I would like to be an oasis where you can put your brain on pause for a second and listen to my dumb, stupid fucking thoughts about praying mantises, eating hummingbirds, you know, and dumb shit like that. All right, that's it. God bless you and God bless everybody out there. All right. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, June 11th, 2012, 2012, which I am actually recording on Sunday, June 10th, which is my birthday. My birthday. It's your birthday, you fucking cunt. Another year's gone by. You're still sitting there in that fucking place. You don't want to be. So eat some cake. Blow out the candles, but not in that order. Or else you will burn your fucking mouth. Mouth. M-O-U-F-F. Mouth. Um, hey, did, did Manny Pacquiao lose last night? Is that what I heard? Somebody left me a message that he fuck He lost. That's unbelievable. I can't believe that little roided up guy couldn't. <laughs> Dude, I think everything is fucking fixed. Don't listen to me. I don't think it's possible for a guy who comes in at 109 pounds to put on 40 pounds of muscle, not lose any speed or any power, get actually get faster and stronger. Okay? I've seen that show. It's called The Fucking Bionic Man. That's the only thing that was missing. That's what they should have shown in the beginning of all Pacquiao fights was him crashing some experimental aircraft like John Denver, except he doesn't die. You know, and John Denver would have died, wouldn't have died. He would have lived if he wasn't wearing those stupid glasses. That's what did him in.
those little granny glasses like he sat around making cookies in a tree, you know, like those Keebler elves. <laughs> That's what killed him. A lot of people don't know that. They thought it was massive head trauma and, uh, and uh, carnage to his ribcage area with the, with the vitals there behind it, you know, the floating rib that they gave over to that fucking cunt who couldn't stop eating the apples, right? It wasn't that. It wasn't massive head trauma. It was very minimal, very specific. He slammed his head off the experimental dashboard, and uh, his mainstream glasses then shot it through his eyes into his brainstem. Rocky Mountain, ha, Colorado, and then he died, and that's what happened. Everybody blamed the aircraft, you know. But everybody who actually goes out and gets a pilot's license, I believe, on the first day, they tell him not to wear those glasses. When's the last time you got on a plane and you saw your pilot wearing those John Denver glasses? All right. There's a reason for that. Think about it. Um, what am I talking about here? Um, dude, can they show that fucking John Malkovich talking to his phone and just having the time of his life commercial one more fucking time? What's more annoying, that one or where that weird family does the, uh, the acapella version of Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train with that random black kid in the back? Like, wh- where did they get that kid? Like, you know, is he an exchange student? And he just seems like he's over all of it and not enjoying hanging out with the other white people as he fucking shakes the ice in his, in his grape drink, you know? And then they got to end that great song with the parents singing like they're on Broadway. Going off the rails on a crazy train. You know? Anybody else with me on that? John fucking Malkovich sitting there all, you know? If that if that commercial was thirty seconds longer, he'd have the phone like like blowing him. Tell me a joke. Do I have anything coming up tonight? No. Ooh, lobster souffle or whatever pretentious fucking food he orders. Was it pretentious, Bill, or are you just not cultured and his order made you feel dumb? All right, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. Um, I'm the only one who's creeped out that there's a fucking robot in my phone or whatever it is. It's that they try to make it human. Why do they do that? Just make it sound like a robot. How can I help you? Massage parlor. There is a massage parlor. One point four. Just do it like that. So I, I, it still keeps that, like, we keep that distance. I don't need intimacy with this thing that isn't fucking alive. I don't need that 2001 Space Odyssey experience. That's all I'm trying to say here, people. Oh, he's Bill Burr. He's mad at phones. Get out of his way, everybody. This guy's got something to say. What's the deal with John Malkovich? Um, do you ever wonder if you're going to stand the test of time? Your decisions? You know what I mean? I had a fucking panic attack last night. You know, turning 44 years old. I just woke up in the middle of the night like, Jesus Christ, I'm sliding into 50. You know, and I don't give a fuck how well you take care of yourself. When you're 50, you fucking look 50 unless you had some fat for your ass blasted into your face. And then you just look shiny. But everybody knows you're 50. You're not fooling anybody with your real housewife four forehead, are you? Four forehead, eight head. Huh? Is that show still on? You know, how long are they going to keep doing that? To their clams are hanging out of their bikinis. Isn't that how they... <laughs> Is that how long they're going to do that one for? 
Let's try to beat beat out the Drew Carey show. How many fucking episodes of that? How many years of that fucking show do they do while people still didn't give a fuck? Um, oh, the second they rolled in that fat lady with the crazy makeup. I mean, right there, it's just like we're really not going to develop anything on this show, are we? We're just going to try to keep it. Uh, just can't keep it wacky. Um. Ah, oh, jeez, there goes the phone. Hang on a second. Hang on a fucking second. Christ's sake, why don't I shut the damn phone off? Who's this? Who's this? Don't be my mom. It's my dad. Oh, I just chose the podcast over my own father, who I owe, I owe a huge apology to. I owe a huge apology to my dad. All right? Last night... I was sitting on the couch. Minding my own fucking business. Um, I was watching Metal Mania on VH1. Metal Mania, Cleo. I think my dog is sleeping with with its eyes open. Oh, no, she just moved her eyebrows. Dude, where the fuck did you just go? Huh? Cleo, whatever you're thinking about, it's going to be okay. All right? Anyways, you know what's weird? When my dog sees a squirrel through a window, it it cries. <laughs> like like it's a long-lost buddy. But if my dog is outside and there's a squirrel, you know, if there's no window between my dog and the squirrel, it will try and rip its fucking head off. So I don't – does anybody know anything about dogs? What is it crying about? Is it crying like, oh, oh I want to rip its head off? Oh. I wish I could just end that thing's fucking life. You don't make any sense to me. Anyway, so I'm watching fucking Metal Mania. Alliteration. This has got to be a hit show, right? So I'm watching this shit. And uh, at the risk of pissing off a lot of listeners, I think most metal slash hair metal, it arguably is the worst fucking music ever made worse than disco i don't know why disco gets such a bad rap like disco is the is the default example of bad music the way hitler is the default example of of evil dude he's the next hitler it's always the next fucking hitler never pull pot you know never fucking i don't know pick another i don't even know another one you know ivan the terrible is that a wrestler (laughs) Or is that a comic strip? I don't horrible hagger. I don't fucking know, right? See, I don't even. I don't even have any other examples. Well, whose fault is that, Bill? There's a library right down the street. Oh, go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody always talks about disco and how bad disco was, and there just needed to be a change, man. Right? And like, then they'll talk about like the police and all this new wave shit and the punk scene and all that. But what they they completely fucking ignore is that right after disco, uh, just immediately the mainstream then went over to like this fucking heavy metal music. Like that was better than disco. I think it's fucking worse. And I, I think all these times where they keep saying that everybody, there was a big change and that this quality music came out. I don't know if that happens. I think it just, you know, you know, Nirvana comes around and then what? Four years later, everybody's listening to fucking O-Town or the mainstream is. It's just this long, tragic 
just flatline of shit music. I was watching the shit last night, shit that I used to like, and my jaw was on the ground how fucking bad it was. It was horrible. I, I, I actually, I, it was so bad I was like texting paragraphs to the sensation, Joe DeRosa. Capitol Records, the guy who built Capitol Records, Joe DeRosa. I'll actually, you go, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get a little intimate here with you. I'll, I'll read you the text message I fucking wrote Joe. Oh, Joe, where the hell are we? Where the hell are we? Joe, hair slash heavy metal is the worst music ever made. Disco gets a bad rap. Watching Metal Mania on VH1, Guns N' Roses, Queensryche, Wasp, Quiet Riot, David Lee Roth, solo shit. It's fucking god-awful. Yeah, I saw David Lee Roth on, on his uh, Eat Him and Smile tour. And I saw that video last night. Going crazy from the heat. <laughs> that sounds like a song Wahlberg's character would have written with John C. Riley in Boogie Nights. Remember that? He will rock you. And he will roll you. Like it was it was that bad. Teenage Frankenstein? I'm a teenage Frankenstein. You're telling me that that song is better than More Than a Woman? More than a woman. More than a woman to be. You know, I, mean, I, I think arguably it's, I don't know. I can't believe the shit that I used to li- watch. And like, I used to listen to this shit around chicks. You know, just hopelessly thinking that this would get me laid like they would think that I was some badass, like, loner. Bang your head. <laughs> I mean, the whole fucking, the fact that I never got laid in high school, it just fuck it went away right in that moment. It was like, this is what I was going to do. I wasn't going to try to make him laugh. I wasn't going to hit on him. I wasn't going to try to I was just going to play this music around him, and this was going to bring me to the fucking promised land looking like a fucking teenage Ron Howard. That was my game plan. Is it any wonder I failed? Jesus Christ. And I remember I would be watching it on a big square TV. Um, just watch it. Lay it down. Lay it down. This fucking horrific fucking music. And my dad would come in. And just have his face would just be all twisted up going, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you listening to? You like this shit? (laughs) And I thought I was a rebel. I mean, he doesn't understand, man. You know what? He totally understood. He totally understood. My dad called it back in 83. Called it jungle music. Says it's a bunch of shit. (laughs) He told me straight up. Came in, he was like, son... This music you're listening to is fucking horrible. And there was all these shout at the devil. Is anybody really going to sit there and defend that fucking song? Do, do, do. 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 Do, 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 do. You couldn't fucking, you could fucking, a five-year-old could write that on a xylophone. Shout at the devil. Never knew why we were shouting, you know? Blackie Lawless. Blackie Lawless. That was his show name. And he, he took a radial arm saw and he cut the blade in half and put one hat, one blade on one of his forearms and one on the other on these leather. Uh, I'm going to do a bunch of dishes 
in an evil way gloves. <laughs> and we all thought he was crazy. Dude, can you imagine if he gave you a forearm shiver? It, it was just, and he used to throw fucking raw meat into the crowd. A couple of them did that. That's why that Lady Gaga covering her clam in that fucking pastrami. It's just been done. You know, comes out in that fucking egg from Mork. I don't know. I've seen the nasally whore act my whole fucking life. You know, those fucking chicks with the big noses, they, they can, you know, that's like white people's answer to the big black girl who can sing in church. We, we, what, what, the, what the chick we bring to that fight is the, it's the white chick with the big nose. White chicks with big noses can sing. I don't know what it is. Barbara Streisand, it's a riot to sing, right? I don't know. It's like their nose is like, it's like that dome at the top of all those conf, conf, uh, concert halls. There you go, Bill. Try to spit it out, you dumb fuck. But um, I want some emails, people. I want people try to tell me how uh, round and round. Love will find a way, just give it time. I mean, tell me the musical validity that that has over, like, disco. That all those people probably at Comiskey Park, when they blew up those disco records, like, fucking five, six years later, that's what they were listening to. Nobody's fool, nobody's fool, nobody's That was a hit. That was a hit in the 80s. (laughs) Wow. Do I owe my dad an apology? I I just, I was sitting there just one video after a Queensryche. I mean, all this stuff that I thought was just fucking unbelievable. You know what? I'm going to get emails this week. It's like. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be like people are either going to be like, yes, absolutely. This is going to be there's going to be no middle ground. People are going to 100 percent agree with me or uh, I'm going to get punched in the face by Eddie Trunk. <laughs> I just I was taken aback. I mean, I hadn't seen those videos in fucking forever. Occasionally I'll go back and I'll look at some old videos. But I mean, a lot of it was like ACDC, like shit that can like, you know. I mean, Back in Black is timeless. There's some timeless shit in there. You know, I even watched that Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. And I thought I thought it was horrible. Whoa, sweet child of mine. And that little fucking shim sham dance he was doing. It just was. Oh, and then the emotion he tried to have in the end. Whoa, 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 Right, and they kind of closed his eyes, like ah, I really went somewhere. When I, I was just fucking horrible, you know. I, I was right there. I, I helped hold it up. Oh, Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. I hated that when that fucking came out, and all the ladies liked it. And he came out in his acid-washed jeans. I actually saw him on that tour, didn't I? Yeah, Reynolds Coliseum, and Tesla opened up. Tesla, which I didn't think they were that bad. They weren't that bad. I don't know. I thought you're supposed to go back and listen to the fucking music of uh, of your youth being like, wow, that stuff was aw- that was awesome, man. 
Remember that? And then, you know, that was the first time I tried blow. You know, reminiscent. <laughs> Actually, first time I ever saw cocaine, uh, saw it and saw it being done was uh, at the Providence Civic Center. I saw ACDC on the Who Made Who tour with Loudness, the Japanese heavy metal band that couldn't speak any English yet sang in English. Um, I just can't imagine the disconnect. I can't imagine, like, memorizing a bunch of Japanese and going and over there and just singing it and then not knowing what the fuck I was saying. Going out there. And everybody going nuts and just being standing there like, I have no idea what I just said. T-shirts are 20 bucks. Did I just say that or did I say, are you ready to rock? I have no fucking idea. Um, anyways. So I saw them. They opened up. And uh, anyways, we're out in the parking lot and we're drinking beers, thinking we're crazy. Driving, of course, because it's the 80s. This is right around before, right before Mad kicked in. They used to bring like wreckage from a fatal drunk driving accident. Did anybody else's high school do that? They actually brought a car from a fatal drunk driving uh, accident. And they dragged it onto the lawn of our campus, if you want to call it a campus, a little island with a tree. They just left it there, and we all just stared at it, trying to figure out how many people were in the car, how many people died. And then we just walked away like, you know, and you're young. You don't give a fuck. Ten minutes later, you're talking about, dude, I'm getting fucking wrecked tonight. Wrecked. That was the word. Getting wrecked. Getting destroyed. Hammered. Right? So anyways, we're driving down there. Beer between your legs as you do. It's the 80s, you know? You fucking lifted weights all that week. Never, n- all of it above the waist. Curls, <laughs> fucking benching, shoulders. Nobody did squats in the 80s. Nobody did, right? So you got your fucking tight 501 blues on with your little pencil fucking legs, and then your overdeveloped upper body, your stupid gold chain, and, uh, and you had a beer between your legs. That's how you did it. So we're fucking going down. They were probably on eight apiece. Fucking hammered. Uh, I was driving this piece of shit, 83 Ford Ranger. I got like five fucking drunk friends in the back, which was still not even grounds for getting pulled over. You could just have people in the back like you were bringing fucking turkeys off to slaughter. Nobody gave a shit, right? So we pull in, and right as I pulled up, and I got a parking spot. There was this kid, he had his door open, and he kind of had like a Sammy Hagar meets John Fogarty haircut, blonde hair. And I remember he fucking did a line right as I was pulling up. And I had fortunately had my window up, and he saw me, and he saw we all had ACDC T-shirts on or whatever, and he just got out of the car and was just like, yeah! <laughs> it's screaming. It's like a haunted house <laughs> right up to the fucking window. And I was just trying to take it all in, like, okay, he just – how am I supposed to behave around somebody with, with, who's on coke? Does this guy have, like, you know, Hulk strength right now? Is he going to tip over the truck? Um, anyways, that was, the fir- that was the first time I saw Blow. I don't even know what the point of all that was. I was just shocked. Look, I know it wasn't all bad, like this, the uh, early Metallica, you know, right through Injustice for All. I know that that stuff was great. But uh, I'll tell you, it is slim fucking pickings, my friends. Slim pickings. Um, uh, I, I don't even I didn't know what to tell you. 
I mean, I even go back sometimes. I try to listen to Appetite for Destruction. And I know that's this this watershed fucking moment in that music, but some of those fucking songs. They're out to get me so you can suck me. Take that one to heart. Ugh. Kill yourself. Um, all right. That ought to get me a lot of fucking criticism. Uh, okay. well, let's, you know what? I think it's time for some advertising. You're listening to the Monday Morning Podcast, by the way. And this is my, uh, my trip down memory lane. The 1980s. The fucking 80s. Did I nail it, though, by the way? Everyone had the 501 blues? Remember that? Buttonfly, dude. I washed him three times and your nuts couldn't breathe. You know? And you wonder why you got all these fucking crazy kids that need to be on drugs now? There you go. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Father's Day is next weekend. God knows I'm going to get my dad a man great. Guy tried to help me out 30 friggin' years ago, telling me that the music I was listening to sucked and I didn't even listen to him. Um, <clears throat> you got to act quickly on this one. Seriously, uh, it's Monday, all right? Is there anything worse than when either Mother's Day or Father's Day comes around and you ran out of time and you didn't get him a card, you didn't get him flowers, you didn't get him, you didn't get him a damn man great? Why don't you just take care of it today, all right? Just go on there, slap it on your card, and he's going to be psyched. He's going to be psyched. Father's Day is next weekend. you got to act quickly and get the perfect Father's Day gift. It's the Mangrate Grill Enhancement System. It's a heavy-duty grill. It's 100% made in America with cast-iron grilling grates to upgrade any grill out there on the market, um, making you and your family very happy. Jesus, they could have got better copy on that one. Making everybody happy instead of sad. Act now and get the $20 Monday Morning Podcast special by clicking on the Mangrate banner on BillBurr.com. All you do is go to the podcast page. You, you click on the Mangrate thing. And uh, every Bill Burr order comes with a heavy-duty Mangrate grilling brush. Um, so for Father's Day, go to BillBurr.com, the podcast page. Hit the button and take advantage of our uh, special $20 offer. Um, these things are great. Instead of having, like, those little wussy... You know, like when you buy your, your, your grills, you have like, you know, little skinny. You have all the way from the little hibachi ones that the size, the uh, the grill marks, basically, they're the size of pretzel rods. And then if you get a halfway decent one, you know, they move up to the, the thick pretzel rods. Remember when you were a kid and you pretended like you smoked a cigar? Wouldn't it be great if you could just switch it out and just have the same size ones you do when you go to your favorite steakhouses? That's what these guys are doing with the mangrate. It's actually a genius system. Um, and it kind of annoys me that I didn't think of doing that. It's the same like it's like building a hot rod, right? You're switching out the crap you got at the factory to put on some high-performance stuff. Help your dad supercharge his grill this Friday. Maybe he'll make you a burger, you know, and you guys can share an awkward hug. The man grade, everybody, $20 off. There we go. There we go. That, that, was, that was easy. That was easy advertising. Oh, and by the way, I finally sent off a check to the uh, the Wounded Warriors Project so I can stop feeling like a fraud. I know I told you I finally got a check in uh, two weeks ago, but I've been so damn busy uh, that I couldn't take two seconds to click on the Internet to find where to send the check. And uh, we gave him a nice check. I rounded it up to the next hundred because I'm a good shit. And uh, I felt like it did my good deed. And if you're new to my podcast and you're wondering, oh, how can I donate to this podcast and the Wounded Warriors Project all this at the same time? Just go to BillBird.com, click on the podcast page, and uh, and you'll see a banner for Amazon. 
All right. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon.com, instead of just going directly there, just go to the podcast page on my website. Click on the banner, and uh, whatever you buy on there, they kick me a percentage, and then I take 10% of that, give it to the Wounded Warriors Project, and uh, you can feel good about yourself knowing that you helped a group of people that truly needed it and one jackass who uh, probably doesn't. All right. All right, that started off good. That started off as a good read. You know, it's a good read. Remember that, 3 o'clock high? Um, All right, let's get back to the uh, the podcast. Um, All right. What do we got here? Should we? You know what? I think it's time. I think it's time for a uh, for a for a, for whatever, a pyramid scheme. Let's read this one. Hello, Mister Burr. I like that. Very formal. A lot of respect. We did it out of respect. We were wise guys. We did what we wanted. Um, I am writing to you today because I need some help about something. Uh, recently, my girlfriend's father. Mother, father separated, thank God, uh, started really, really annoying everyone with calls, emails, and meeting requests for some MLM, multi-level marketing, a.k.a. pyramid schemes. Oh, it's pyramid schemes, retarded little brother. All right, your girlfriend's father started really annoying everybody. Okay, I'm, I'm back on pace here. All right. At first, it was, please look at a DVD about a poor guy becoming a rich guy. By spending his time building a water aqueduct instead of wasting his time like the second guy. (laughs) Doing the hard work and carrying the water on his back to the village. Um, Plan for the future, they said, or some other bullshit of that sort. Uh, There's been a few other great and amazing business opportunities that I could just delete from my inbox. But this time, it's just gone too far. Oh, okay. So first he gave you the DVD. Then he's sending you some emails. And it was sort of, yeah, whatever, you know. Use the DVD as a doorstop or maybe to break up your weed, and then you just delete the email. So, so far, he's not being annoying. Let's move on to the second. That's the first 10 pages of this screenplay. All right. Let's move on to the action here. Now, he requires all of us to drop all our phone internet providers to go with his offer. What do you mean he requires you? He actually can't get anyone to go along with that crap, but as in every fable... He's got many pseudo facts about a big thing that will come. Oh, big thing that will make this company rich. And that for the small fee of $500, we can start selling those great deals too. How is this shit legal? Um, by now, he's contacting me every day, text messaging me, emails, Facebook, comments, all of that. At first, he was nice. Now he's starting to use his skills on me, saying things like he's doing this for me and for his daughter's future. I couldn't believe he argued back when I told him I believed it was not worth my time and effort for the little monetary reward. Good for you. He said I was wrong not to want to do it. I mean, my opinion is wrong. LOL. Uh, In any case, if it was anybody else, I would take pleasure. Why can't I read this week? I mean, I know I can't read every week, but this week I'm just really just – was it because I just had bacon? Is the grease fucking up my, clogging up my uh, synapses here? All right, let's try this, Bill. Let's try to get a little momentum. In any case, if it was anybody else, I would take pleasure out of telling him to go fuck himself with his residual income and that I am perfectly happy to be a fucking loser with the linear income. Uh, He taught me those terms. Yuck. Uh, I want to tell him that I would like to work by the hour better than having to beg or suck a dick in the back of a gas station to sell a phone internet package that will be worth a few points. 
I already have a great day job. I work on my photography. I play PC games. I jerk off a lot too. I have no time for this. Not that I would even, not that I would even if I had the time. I'm thinking of a good old fading technique I learned in the past love relationships, but I'll always be there at Christmas parties and such pitching his bullshit. Please help me before I strangle him. Thank you. Uh, All right. What do you do here? Well, you've already done what I said. What I was going to think to say was basically say I'm not interested. Um, why don't you make your own DVD? And when he hands you a DVD of what you should be invest- investing in, you just hand him a DVD of you going, thank you for your interest in making me a millionaire. Unfortunately, at this time, I am not interested. Uh, please don't try again later just to see how annoying he is. Why don't you start spamming him? Nah, that's gay. Don't do that. Sorry, I'm fucking throwing shit against the wall here. What, what can you do? Why don't you just, anytime he starts bringing it up, just anything. Oh, Jesus, just fucking yell something. Why don't you just go, oh, my God, really loud and walk out of the room every time he does it. <laughs> How about you get an air horn? And any time he brings it up, he just... Just right in his face. Something. I don't know what. I mean, I don't I don't know. You already told the guy you're not interested. I can tell you what you don't do. Don't bitch about him to your girlfriend. All right. He's his own separate annoying entity. And uh, always keep it a joke between you and your girl. You know, that's the only way you can do it. If you really care about this girl. And you wanna and you wanna stay with her. If you don't, this is a great reason to fucking dump her. But I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, this is your girlfriend's dad, and uh, to be honest with you, if he wasn't doing this shit, he'd probably do something else that would annoy you. You know, maybe this is his passive aggressive way of trying to just ruin a part of your life because he knows at the end of the day you're fucking his kid. You ever think about that? Why don't you stop being so selfish? Put yourself in his position. For as, as annoying as his, his, you know, pyramid scheme is, the end of the day, when you need your dick suck, you're going to this guy's daughter. So, you know, if you, if you, if you look at it that way, I, I think that you're winning. All right? All right, Bill. Fathers. Here's another topic. Uh, what's with fathers having the this, this standard ringtones, standard father's shoes, and not giving a shit what they wear for a hat? Oh, I can answer that despite the fact that I'm not a father. I know what that is. It's what I've been fighting my entire adult life is having the woman in your life just wear you down. It's not even that. And then just the laws in society. It's what happens when you get married as a guy is the the pilot light goes out. For a lot of things. You just don't give a fuck anymore. You know? I know you have kids, so you put them first and all of that type of shit. But there's... And as much as it's... From what I've heard, having a kid is the greatest fucking thing ever. And I'm not making fun of that. But there is a part of you that dies. You know? That howling at the moon. That fucking, you know... Going out... Just living. There's just something... There's a part of life that just dies and you just don't give a shit. You're a beaten man. All right. You gave in the love 
you're married. There's no way out without just fucking having your wallet ripped out through your balls and then back into your chest cavity, through your heart, and through your spinal cord. You're fucked. You're looking at a beaten man. He doesn't give a fuck. All I need is the phone to make a noise, you know, and I can... I know it's ringing and I'll answer it. I just need these shoes to cover my feet so it doesn't hurt if I step on a nail and I don't get wet when it rains. And uh, I don't give a fuck. I just don't want to get a sunburn on top of my head. I'll fucking wear whatever hat you give me. I don't give a shit. You, you just don't give a shit after a while. I think that's what it is. It's really sad, actually, when that part of you dies. You know what I mean? Like I hate, hate all that that midlife crisis shit that people talk about. That if you're in your your midlife, you can't go out and have a good time. If you go out and get hammered, if you buy a cool car, you know, if you haven't played guitar forever and then you want to start playing guitar again, it's like are you trying to recapture your youth? No, I'm trying to fucking live. I'm trying to, to have something that excites me. You can't be excited beyond a certain fucking age. When are you gonna grow up? I think it's time to grow up. And if anybody says that, even if it's a woman, you slap them right in the fucking face and say, how dare you? That's how you get away with it. Because the second the bouncer sees you slap a woman in the face, he's coming over there to choke you out. But if he hears the magic phrase, how dare you, he stops in his track because he immediately knows that the woman was completely out of line. That, that works. Try it out this weekend. Slap a woman in the face and, and then scream, how dare you? I guarantee you that the physical way that you're removed from that bar will be less than if you just hauled off and slapped a woman. If you just haul off and slap a woman, you're an animal. Okay? If you if you say how dare you right afterwards, you're sort of the victim. <laughs> that theory has never been tested. Um, if you're a faithful listener, I'd like you to try it out, not just randomly. You know, you got to find a woman that deserves it. In other words, stand in a bar for about eight minutes. <laughs> this is bad. Don't don't do it. I do not condone uh, the slapping of women. That was actually to get me out of any legal trouble, and then I said it in a funny voice, so then I'll, I'll get in trouble. Well, weren't you mocking? Wasn't that? Wasn't even the warning? Part of the comedy, Mr. Burr? Oh, go fuck yourself, counselor. Huh? I thought you were supposed to wear one of those Matlock suits. Um, all right. Uh, DeRosa's bio. What the hell is this? Bill, I was reading Joe DeRosa's IMDb bio, and it said something like, he did all these things despite the fact that he was born without shoulders. Is this a fact? Um, no, that's actually... People who say Joe, like that whole urban myth that Joe DeRosa doesn't have shoulders is like the same thing like that Mama Cass from the Mamas and Papas died by choking on a chicken bone. You know, people just assume that that's why she died because she was a fat chick, but that isn't how she, she died of a, of a of cardiac arrest. But the rumor started that she died choking on a chicken bone and, uh, and, and it stuck like that gerbil up Richard Gere's ass. There's <laughs> just some urban myths that just never die. They just have no facts behind them. Um, that whole Richard Gere, he had a gerbil up his ass and it got stuck or some shit. I don't know, ran the wrong way. To, to fucking 
fell asleep in a rest area up his ass. I don't know what the fuck happened, but, um, you know, that, like, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And that was just clearly started by somebody whose girlfriend thought Richard Gere was dreamy. And he just walked into a bar and just said it. I mean, I don't know how these fucking things start. Joe DeRosa has shoulders. If Joe DeRosa did not have shoulders, it would be impossible for him to then, you know, he'd be missing his shoulder joint. He couldn't hold that microphone in the the um, androgynous way that he does. <laughs> the reality is what Joe is missing is he's missing the meat between his neck and his shoulders. That's what he's missing. Like, it's a birth defect. Joe was actually born without collarbones. If you, which gives the and the fact that he doesn't have collarbones, it gives the illusion that he doesn't have any shoulders. And the reality is, it's because his shoulders are where that—I don't know what you call it—the shoulder taint. It's that meat between your neck and your shoulders. <laughs> Joe was not born with that, unfortunately, and um, and even sadder, there is no cure at this time. But that doesn't mean we're not going to stop fighting. And we're going to have a benefit. We're just trying to get, you know, it's hard to get all these guys, you know, get everybody's schedules lined up. But we're definitely going to have, um, you know, some sort of benefit to try and get Joe some sort of prosthesis for, uh, you know, plastic collarbones. All right. I hope that clears it up. But um, I'm not trying to take away the fact that he has accomplished amazing things for a guy who has a defective torso. You know, you ever think about that? I mean, collarbones are a bone that you really do take for granted. You know? He really is an inspiration. That's why he's the sensation. You'd have to be a sensation to achieve what he's done with that awful body, that awful hand that God dealt him. Um, all right. All right, so, Bill, you've been, you've been doing a lot of activities you know when they say, what do, you, what do you buy the man who has everything? You know what you do? You get him activities. My girl gets annoyed at me because she goes, I don't know what to get you. You buy anything that you want, you know? I fucking, uh, and I do. And I don't apologize for it. If I want to play hockey, you know, I'll go buy some skates, goddammit. I got to sit around and wait for you, wait for a fucking birthday and a goddamn dessert with flames coming out of it before I get what the fuck I want. All right? In the words of Bobby Brown, I made this money. You didn't. I'm fucking buying it. I want to buy a guitar. I'm going to fucking buy it. So she's like, I don't know what to get you. Should I get you a shirt? You know what? I'd rather you slap me in the fucking face. Don't ever get anybody a shirt for a guy, for birthday or Christmas. That, that's the go fuck yourself gift. Here you go. Here's something. Here's something that I, I could put paper around. You, could, you don't buy anybody clothes. How dare you? <laughs> so the lovely Nia has, has been getting me, uh, you know, just she got me tickets to the John Bonham birthday bash, which was the shit. Um, oh, that was one heavy metal video that I, I fucking loved and really it actually uh, stood the test of time was the second album. Um, I like the second Skid Row. Sebastian Bach, Sebastian, Sebastian Bachville or Sebastian Bach, Sebastian Bach. Uh, 
they had a couple songs on there that I liked. It wasn't all bad, but I, I mean, come on, I was it was shockingly bad. You went from that awful quiet riot video to teenage Frankenstein. Like I just was, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe it. It was unbelievable. So, anyways, so the lovely Nia yesterday, she took me uh, uh, horseback riding over in Griffith Park, and uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say where we went? Ah, Jesus, because now I'm going to shit on it. Um, so we went over there. I've only ridden a horse once in my life. And the hard fucking thing about riding a horse when you've never ridden one or taken any lessons is when they start trotting is to stop your balls from slamming off the fucking saddle. There's a way you're supposed to ride with them, which, of course, they don't explain. So I was kind of, you know, that was like my goal. To learn how to ride a horse while it trots without having my nuts slammed, you know, back up into my body like I'm freezing to death. You guys are aware of that, right? That your balls pull up into you if it gets cold enough. <laughs> In a desperate attempt to preserve heat down there, they pull up into you. That's, that's, that's where that term freezing your balls off, you know, came. You know, if you stomp somebody long enough, like, they will shit themselves which is the, the genesis of uh, I beat the shit out of them, beat the piss out of them, you know? That's the thing you, about getting, you know, if you got the shit beat out of you, you already got the piss beat out of you because the, the, the piss gets beaten out of you before the shit gets beat out of you unless you're dehydrated, all right? The, those, those, are the, those are the different levels of, of an ass kicking. So anyways, we go over to this... this um, this place to go to go horseback riding and we go over there and there's at least horses and the, the you know if you don't ride horses the first thing whenever you see them aside from the fact that they're beautiful you like that is a big fucking animal and that thing is a hundred percent muscle and if that thing kicks me in my temple i am going to be drooling until the fucking until jesus comes i'm going to be done and uh so anyway so we're feeding these things you know with their Englishman teeth, you know, really straight and yellow. You know, holding your hand out like it's a plate, and they're sitting there with their, their soft little muzzles, eating the carrot. And uh, that was all the good times. And then, then we go to, uh, you know, there's all these good-looking horses. Now, then we go to, like, go to the horses that we're going to ride, and they're all back in this pen. And there's, like, fucking 12 of them. They all have saddles on them, and they just got this look on their face. You know what I mean? Like, you remember in Platoon when fucking Charlie Sheen's character just fucking lands in the Nam? Remember that? And as he's walking in, he's seeing all those fucking troops going home, and he just sees that fucking look on there. That's what those horses look like. And I felt like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I was waiting for one of the horses. Oh, we got ourselves a crusader here. Um, I did. I felt like the, uh, you know, the little bitchy guy going into prison. I felt all these things as I looked at those fucking, they just had this vibe. And uh, so they pulled two horses out, one bigger than the other. And the bitch in me is like, I want the smaller horse. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, the second you get on a horse, all you think is Christopher Reeve, fucking lawn dart right in the ground. And then I, I wheel myself out at some fucking benefit and act like I'm still enjoying life. Fuck that. Right. 
I'd drive myself right off the end of the stage. I'd go right along with it, get myself a tuxedo. Oh, yeah, everything's all good. Just fucking floor it with my tongue. And I'd zoom myself right off, hopefully hitting a TV executive, taking him out with me. Um, that's how I would handle that challenge in life because I'm a coward. So anyways, I fucking, you know, then I'm like, come on, man. You got to let your girl have the smaller horse. So then they go drag the bigger horse out. And this thing is just fucking like, it's not rearing back, but it's making it really difficult. The thing is clearly communicating, I don't want to go. And uh, so I get on this fucking thing. And the guy, hey, you know, you, you go right, you pull right. To go left, you pull left. And uh, you want to stop, you just pull it back. All right? So we start riding these things. And they know the trail. They're just completely ignoring me and Nia. You want to go left, they fucking yank their head back. Like, go fuck yourself. We're going this way. I know I know the trail. All right? They're fucking, uh, what, what's, a, what's a word they, they, they use for some novice cowboy? Ah, uh, what is that word? All right there, huckleberry. Is that one of those Western words? Hey, what is worse, hair metal or some of that fucking patriotic country music post 9-11? What, what is worse to you? What is more cringeworthy? You know, um, shout at the devil or that, that Toby Keith, Uncle Sam's going to put a boot in your ass. Ugh. Um, oh, my God. Every dime that guy made in that song should have been thrown in his face and then given to the troops or something else. Or just, and then, oh, then, then a partial of it would be to incinerate any record that, that that track was ever recorded. The most pandering horseshit you could ever come out with. Ugh. Horrific. Sorry. Sorry. Plowing ahead here. So, anyways, like. The horses were just in bad moods. They were biting at each other, and they just like – at one point, I tried to make the thing go left, and it went back, and it tried to bite my foot. And I said to Nia, I go, Jesus, I go, this fucking thing hates me. And then I just thought – I was like, you know what? I'd hate me. Okay? If I climbed on my back and I had to walk me up this goddamn hill, I'd hate me. But then somebody said that, you know, they don't even feed them well over there. I, I shouldn't say that shit because I named the place. I don't know. I tried to claim that they're over there. They're feeding them like fucking shredded wheat. Instead of the real stuff. I have no idea. But um, it started off as this really peaceful thing to be riding the horse, which was awesome. And then immediately I just was just like, I couldn't get back soon enough because I wanted to get off this thing's fucking back because I knew that that's what the horse wanted. You know? It's awful. It's fucking it just, ugh. I think if I, ever, if I ever fucking had a ton of money, I've said this before. If I ever got a horse, I would I would buy a horse just so I would never ride it. So I could have a, you know, maybe once a week just to show them who's boss, right? You plant those carrots there, fucking sea biscuit. Um, anyways, I thought that was going to be a funny story. It ended up just being a sad story. Kind of like the Boston Celtics losing game seven. Oh, that, that kills me. That kills me that those guys, they're going to break up that team, man. I got to tell you, I've been, you know, I was I was lucky Celtic fan when I grew up. I started watching in you know, in sixth grade when uh, Larry Bird came through and all that shit. The battles with the Seventy Sixers, the fucking uh, Lakers, and all that type of stuff. And um, I got to tell you, I am hard pressed to think of another Celtic team that had more heart than the Celtics. This this version of the Celtics, you know. They just never quit, never say 
said Dyer, it was brutal watching Doc Rivers getting all emotional when he hugged Kevin Garnett. Was uh, it was fucking fucking brutal, brutal. But you know, Miami Heat did their thing, and I, I'm loving that LeBron. You know, LeBron's one of those guys that like. Uh, I was like, ah, what a douchebag when he said I'm going to bring my talents to South Beach and all that. But I, I got over it after a while. And then just people just kept hating the guy. And it's to the point now I almost want to see him win. If I didn't like Durant so much. Like, either way, I'm going to be really happy. Because um, uh, I would love to see LeBron get one just to, to make all everybody who hates him. Unless you're from Cleveland. If you still hate LeBron, you're a douchebag. You know, you, you really just hate some aspect of your life. But people in Cleveland, they should hate that guy. And New York and Chicago. They they, they should be annoyed with that guy because he got you guys got you all excited. Like, you know, Chicago, six fucking rings. They have the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. Okay, they roll out the red carpet for you, and all you can come up with was, yeah, I found their, their offer intriguing. Intriguing, like he was rubbing his little... Uh, you know, I read books beard that he's grown, you know? <laughs> I'm into alternative medicine, uh, half a goatee. You know, if you grow a fucking beard like LeBron has, you better be, like, inventing shit somewhere, wearing some sort of a lab coat, all right? And stop putting on your fake black rim glasses with the clear windshield. Um. You got to hand it to black people. They are the only ones that who can make somebody with a, a fucking erector set look cool. They can somehow make that look uh, appealing, I guess. But I got to tell you, that NBA montage where they showed like 12 of them in a row all wearing those glasses was fucking ridiculous. But anyways, Chris Bosh killed us and all that type of shit. Um, so I don't know. I have no idea, but... Um, I don't know. I thought that the Heat fucking earned it. They came out in the second half. They fucking, and they just never let up, and we couldn't get back in it, and uh, I don't know. I don't know why the fuck we were trying to guard LeBron that far out. I mean, even Van Gundy, the whole game was like, just make the guy take a jump shot. If you fucking press up on the guy, he's too quick. He's going to run by you. Once he gets two fucking, a step and a half, that freight train's coming, you know? First of all, there's no way to get in front of him quick enough to get a charge. You're going to get hurt. All you can do is just try to hack at the guy, and he's going to get fouled, and it's either going to be two shots or an N1. So why not hang back? I don't know. Look at me watching fucking the NBA for a couple weeks. All of a sudden, I think I can coach better than Doc Rivers. Um, but anyways, I'm going to game six tomorrow night because the fucking Kings have lost two in a row. For those of you who don't watch hockey, man, they were up four game, three games to none, going to close out the fourth game. I went downtown, got absolutely fucking hammered. Um, I planned on getting drunk. I did take this subway, and uh, but I also planned on eating something. I went down there on an empty stomach, and we found this fucking bar that no one was at that had this giant screen, and we were sitting there laughing. It was two minutes before the game. There was nobody in there. Felt like we were on MTV Cribs and we didn't have to pay for the house. And I don't know. We had two drinks. And we turned around and the place was jam packed. And then I went to order food, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, I'm not serving food now," because the stupid manager didn't take into account that 
the Kings could have won their first Stanley Cup ever and that this sports bar was going to be packed. So he just had one guy working the bar. So all he was doing was making uh, making drinks. And, uh, you know, me, I'm trying to watch my girlish figure here. So I fucking, after a couple beers, I switched over to Crowns. And uh, I don't know what happened. I vaguely remember at the end of the game going out and getting a cheeseburger. And uh, the dude behind the counter, you know, was a stand-up fan. So he knew me and my buddy, and he gave us a drink. And then he he actually brought over some sort of – and I never drink shit like this. He goes, you should try these out. They're really good. And it tasted like a milkshake, but it had – it was like a shot of it, but it had booze in it. I I just don't do well with that shit, you know. I don't like that cross-pollinating, you know. Hey, let's have a dessert and get fucking hammered. I, I don't do that. You know, let's go to a titty bar and get a cheeseburger. I don't do that either. You know, those strip clubs that serve fucking food. You know, it's like do one or the other. Get get one of these things. Focus. You need to be streamlined. All right. Stop trying to be the best buy of titties. Right. Um, just got absolutely fucking inebriated. Went down on the subway and the subway. It's almost like the red line in Boston where one goes out to Braintree. The other one goes to Mattapan. I was trying to go to Braintree, and I got on the Mattapan one by accident. I was like, fuck. So I had to get off, hammered, took it back the other way, and I go, yeah, I want the Braintree one. Oh, go downstairs. So I go downstairs, and they still have two trains running on that track. So I fucking got on the Mattapan one again. It was actually the Wilshire one. And, uh, oh, God, I was fucking livid. When I realized they made a mistake, I just looked over at other passengers. I was like, is this fucking thing going down Wilshire? And somebody looked at his buddy. He's like, is, is he with you? And everyone laughed at me. I was like, oh, God, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> then I got off the plat- on the platform and just had Tourette's. Fucking goddamn fucking stupid ass fucking city. No fucking subway in the whole fucking country. It was just an absolute F-bomb. And then some really nice girl actually talked to me. Like ignored my cursing and my angry anger and spitting on the tracks and was just like, oh, did you get on the wrong way too? I'm like, yeah, this fucking, fucking, fucking thing, fucking. And then she's just like, yeah, it is kind of confusing. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't give into it. She was a saint, everybody. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. Last little round here of, uh, of, uh, what do we got here? Of advertising. I got the last one here. Uh, Gamefly, everybody. My listeners get a 15-day free trial with two games mailed out in the trial. New offer. What? What? Did did they just give me bullet points at this point? Do you think I have the copy memorized? See, what do I remember? Hey, you guys like playing video games, don't you? Wouldn't it be great if you had 8,000 video games at your fingertips? What if they could be delivered right to your doorstep or your PC? What if you got 15-day free trial? Free trial. Come on. You just broke up with your girlfriend, right? How many times are you going to lay there staring at the ceiling, wondering what the hell you just did before you got to play a video game and take your mind off of it? Well, here's 8,000. Eight, you could break up with, with like 1,000 chicks and never think of any of them with 8,000 games at your fingertips for a 15-day free trial. You can't beat it. Gamefly.com slash Burr. Go in there. Click on the microphone. Do what you got to do. Get all those video games. All right? Cleo, will you stop licking your privates? Hey! Please go off in the corner. What are you doing? It's fucking weird. 
You do it like every fucking 20 minutes. You know? Do you need to go to the doctor? If you could see the way this dog is just staring at me like she actually understands what I'm saying. What's up, buddy? You know what? You know what's a great place to scratch your dog is underneath the collar. Every once in a while, they wear the collar forever. I take my dog's collar off like every night. You know, not because I'm a good dog owner. It's because she wakes up before I do and she shakes like a madman like this. Like that. And it's basically my alarm clock in the morning. So I take this fucking thing off. And then I give her a nice scratch on the back of the neck. And she gets, you know, that look dogs get on their face where they kind of like, it's this weird thing where they don't move their body forward. They just move their face forward like, oh, God. That's what it's doing right now. You like that, don't you, huh? That's what you can't get to. All right. Next scratch. That's it right there. That's what she does with her fucking ears. And I know it didn't sound that loud, but it fucking... Six in the morning. I'm sorry, seven o'clock in the morning. It's real loud. All right, Bill, we've had enough of your personal life. Hey, Bill, is there any way you could bring the post office into my apartment? Absolutely, I could. Um, Stamps.com, everybody. There's no reason to go to the post office anymore. Okay? It's over. Like bell bottoms. It's done. All right? This is just yet another thing with today's technology you can just actually handle while you're walking around eating a bowl of Fruit Loops. If you can do that with one hand and type on a keyboard. You go to Stamps.com, everybody. Um, this is a great thing about Stamps.com. Not only will it save you time, you can buy and print official U.S. postage from your own computer or printer. Okay? Slap it on an envelope. They give you a little, they give you a little scale. You can weigh whatever the hell you're trying to ship out. It'll give you the postage. Right on the meter, you slap that on there and you stick it out in your mailbox. It's done. It's it's a it's a complete circle. All right, stamps.com also will save you money. It's a fraction of the cost of uh, of a postage meter. Plus, you get discounts you can't even find at the post office. What more do these people need to do? Uh, right now, if you use my last name Burr B U R R for this special offer, you get a no risk trial plus a hundred ten dollar bonus that includes a digital scale and up to fifty five dollars in free postage. All right, don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr B U R R. That's stamps.com. Enter B U R R. Do that, you know, unless you enjoy going to the post office. Maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you like going down there, trying to find a place to park and all the other things that go along with that. The homeless guy holding the door for you. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. God bless. I could have done that myself. Thank you. Thank you. Now you're the martyr. I know. Now I got to give you money on the way out. I get it. I get it. Um, Or you could just be, you know, sitting there in your jocks. Anybody else's dad used to call your underwear your jocks? Um. All right, this podcast is getting too long. All right, let's let's wrap it up here. Where do we go here? Where do we go here? Uh, what is this? Oh, there's somebody reacting to last week's that epic story, uh, that that bisexual kid whose mom parents were really religious, and how they found out he was gay was he was hooking up with the his his some dude in the house, and <laughs> she started whacking him with the mail. Um, anyways, this guy says, hi, Bill. I heard the bisexual uh, gay dude story you told in your podcast most recently about the guy who moved from the Carolinas to Arizona for college and got caught doing the deed by his mom. I am not gay. I do not have any gay tendencies or anything like that. 
but I've seen a similar circumstance happen with a close friend. I know that the dude's mom and the whole family feels awkward about him being gay, but the more indifferent they act, the more likely the 19-year-old guy from Carolina will end up doing something he will probably regret. Absolutely. Anyway, my advice is this. Show your mom the movie Prayers for Bobby, and she will turn right around. I guarantee it. Hope things work out. All right. I don't know what that movie is, but if the person who wrote in last week, uh, go ahead and read that. Uh, go watch that movie. or will show it to your mom, and hopefully uh, she'll come around. Um, dilemma. Number one, Bill, would you rather have been born with the sporting talent to be an NHL all-star or the musical talent to drum for ACDC after Phil Rudd? Ah. Oh. That's a that is a fucking dilemma. Um God damn it. That's a coin flip right there. All right, well here's the deal. If I could play in the NHL, I'd play in the 80s. Despite the hair metal music that would probably be being played while I did the skate around in the beginning. That's <laughs> shoot around whatever the fuck you call it. Um Wait, do I have my body? I mean, I want to be a tough guy. If I'm going to play in the NHL, I'm not going to be. I have a, uh, a, 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 at the very best, a goal scorer's body. And even then, I'm too small. I'm barely five foot ten. Guys could do that back then. Could I be a, if I could be chippy every once in a while, Nevin Marquardt style? I don't know. Oh, the musical talent to drum for ACDC after Phil Rudd. Well, if I drummed for ACDC after Phil Rudd, I'd be Simon Wright from 83 to 90. Then I would leave to Joan Dio and have to play last in line. Or I could have been, considering I'm balding, maybe I'd be Chris Slade who drums from 90 to 96 and all of a sudden gets kicked out just because they want to bring Phil Rudd back. I don't like those endings. Those are, those are like running back careers. Those are real short. Uh, you know what? I'll take the NHL All-Star. A fucking All-Star and I get to wear either that Campbell's or Wales jersey? Oh, I'd take that. Have a fucking red mullet. I mean, here's two gets curly when it grows long. I'd look like Bernie from room 222. I'd take the NHL. That was a good one. That was an old coin flip. All right, number two, dilemma. Imagine you're walking in a built-up area and come across a glittery box. What is a built-up area? Curiosity compels you to look inside it, and upon doing so, find it stacked full of child pornography. Your prints and DNA are on the box, so you can't walk away from it. If you set it on fire, what happens if the cops stop? If a cop stops you or a resident's... And they notice a half-charred picture of an eight-year-old. He's burning evidence. If you hand it into the complete the police, you'd still be implicated. No, I wouldn't. If I find a fucking dead body on the side of the road, I don't get charged with murder. Quick, light it on fire. This is hilarious. Anyway, let me just keep reading this. Um, I'd be implicated as a suspect because I found a tin of child pornography and i brought it in they'd probably give me shit for contaminating the evidence that would look weird though if i walked in hey i i found this on the side of the road <laughs> i kind of see where you're going with this uh you just would uh oh he's just saying no matter what you just would get implicated and, and i think you could do 
without headlines like comedian hands child porn into police claims I found it. And he's misunderstood like Michael Jackson. If you decide to take it home to destroy it, what if you're stopped by a gang of yous on the way and it's knocked out of your hand and the entire depraved mass spills across the floor? Uh, If you don't get it home and turn it into a paper mache in the sink. What? If you do get it home and it turns into paper mache in the sink, what if it blocks it or Nia asks what you're up to? Nothing, dear. Just destroying images of naked preteens. So how would you deal with this terrible situation? Uh, simple. If curiosity compels me to look at the glittery box, I would open it, and this, upon seeing the contents within, I would jump back like Morgan Freeman's character in Seven when he sees Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head in the box. All right? And then I would just start running in circles, yelling he has the upper hand until I'm arrested and put in an insane asylum. <laughs> I just, if I found, I would just, I would report it immediately. I would report it immediately. You know, that's it. I saw it. I opened it. It was in there. And that's it. Go ahead. Parade a bunch of half-naked kids in front of me and watch me not get aroused. There you go. There's my fucking defense. Go fuck yourself. I'm trying to help you guys out. Why don't you dust it and find the other set of prints and go start with that douche. All right? Now me and my pussy-looking dog are getting out of here. Go fuck yourselves. Halt! Um, All right. Lights, camera, dumped. Bill, I'm a 29-year-old guy and recently broke up with a funny, attractive, and all-around great girl. Oh, Jesus. Why, sir, would you do that, you ask? All right. Um, Two things. Her dad was born without teeth, and you're worried your baby will (laughs) if you breed with her? Or... uh, she has got something going on in the v- vaginal area, some sort of odor. Stinky pussy? I don't know. Well, here we go. Well, let me tell you. This girl and I have been dating for about three months, and we had a great thing going. She's half Afro-Cuban, half Puerto Rican, and really sexy. She had a rough upbringing, but I didn't care because she's honest, easygoing, and not bitchy like so many girls I've dated. She was a bit needy, but I didn't mind. Um, we were out at a bar one night having a few drinks, and I was feeling pretty good. I was looking at a couple of floozies at the end of the bar, and I asked her if she's ever been with another woman. She coyly looked at me and said, yes. Good stuff, I thought. Yeah, dude, this is a fucking fantasy right here. Fucking Red Shoe Diaries. Um, Then I proceeded with, have you ever been in a threesome with two girls and a guy? Again, she answered, yes. Okay, kind of slutty, but I'm no saint. Well, I couldn't stop there. Oh, God, you're going to go for the rotisserie question. What's in the box? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Strap yourselves in for this one. Well, I couldn't stop there. So I asked, have you ever had a threesome with two guys? She looked down at the ground and she looked up a bit ashamedly and said, yes. Wow. Skank alert, I thought. I then asked her one more question. I knew this one could backfire. Where the fuck do you go from here? Like throwing the high heat to Albert, Albert Pujols. I finally asked, wait, have you ever been in a porn? She then blushed and looked me in the eye and said, yeah. I looked at her calmly and was like, oh, 
But inside, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, as well you should. You know, those first couple, I mean, you can, okay, let, let, let's break this down here. All right. She's been with, uh, she's had a threesome with another girl and a guy. Who get that? That's who gives a fuck right there. All right. You already knew she banged another guy. All right. But uh, the fact that she also did it with another girl, that takes a little fucking uh, that tones down his dick and her pussy. Right. This is how guys think women. I'm sorry. All right. That's something that that's something in the. Uh, the credit is it the credit? Uh, Bill, why, why, why do you try to talk accounting shit? You're too dumb. All right. That one's all right. The two guys thing. Now, you can look the other way on that, maybe if it, if it was in another state. But it can't be in the same state. Because if you run into one of the two guys that fucking, you know, were high-fiving as they fucking banged her. I mean, I, I don't know about that one. But then the third one, she did a porno. I mean, yeah, no, that's, uh, you got to walk away from that. Or, or you have to go to NASA to get tested for the latest fucking STDs, I would think. And then also God knows what's going on uh, mentally that you would do that. What? I just like sex. No, no, no. There's something going on. Who doesn't like sex? I don't know. Anyways, plowing ahead. So she he goes. So basically, she had moved down to Los Angeles when she was 20. She's now 25, and after a short stint in the military, somehow she got into the porn industry for eight months. She did everything. Ooh. Fuck sucked the whole shebang. I asked her if I could see her video, but she wouldn't tell me her performer name and said vehemently that it would be impossible to find her body of work. I asked her why she got into porn, and she replied, because I wanted some feeling in my life. And then he writes, oh, Jesus. Yeah, dude. Oh, this poor girl. Something happened to her. The thing was, she was clean, had a good job, and I really liked her. And the sex was great. Yeah, obviously. You know what's funny? There was something you wrote in the beginning where I just thought she was going to be good. 29-year-old guy, attractive, all-around great girl. Oh, the fact that you said she had a rough upbringing, but she was easygoing and honest and not bitchy. Right there, I was like, that girl's good in bed. That just seemed like a kind of free, open person. I don't know. I didn't know she was going to be that open. Oh, Jesus. Um, anyways. The thing was, she was clean and blah, blah, blah. The sex was great, but I, I couldn't stop picturing her in some sleazy porno that was probably filmed in some junkyard on La Brea. So I went to ask for a friend's advice. Most of my guys were telling me to dump her. My gay friends told me it was fabulous and that I should overlook it. I didn't even bother asking my girlfriends because they would automatically reject her and assume I had AIDS. There you go. Keep your options open. So regretfully, I dumped her. I felt terrible and obviously didn't tell her it was because she was a porn star because she would have been ashamed for the rest of her life. And I was happy that she was honest with me. I've done my fair share of sleaze, but this was too much. My question, Bill, was Bill. My question, Bill, was it wrong for me to dump her for some decision she made years ago? Should I have stayed with her? What would have you done? Um Well, you don't want to know what I would have done. I'm a fucking degenerate. So let's you you seem like a good person. Um 
dude, when you're trying to find the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you, you have to have a list of criteria. All right? You sound like you're still young, so there's no reason to compromise. All right? I mean, when you get with somebody like that and you're going to live with them, and you, when you get with anybody, you're taking on all of their fucking baggage. All right? You're only three months in. And, you know, people who go into the porn industry, that you know, it's like people become comedians. We're not healthy individuals, okay? And that is like a specific area that I, I just – this is just my own personal non-medical feeling that you're just not a healthy person. Something awful happened. And that line, I just wanted to feel something. I mean something bad happened to her, caused her to wall herself off. I don't even want to try to guess what. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with anything that she did, you know, technically, and she was honest with it. It all comes down to whether or not you want to deal with it, all right? And if you feel that, you know, you want to deal with it and that there was this sort of connection that you just had, this girl had to be in your life, then you're going to have to learn to live with it and get past it. Um... But I would be definitely – I would definitely be concerned with uh, certain mental issues, um, not like she's insane. And then I would also be concerned with uh, sexual boundaries, you know? Like would she have any and could she remain faithful after a while and when – you settle into the seven-year itch or whatever, and you really start needing to work at the relationship, and it's feeling boring, and she needs to feel something again. Is she going to go back to that leather couch from that show, Martin? Martin, you know, down on fuck in the valley and get banged again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That is a... Uh, that is, you know what? That is beyond my skills. I don't know how to tame that horse. I can tell you that right fucking now. I don't. I have no fucking clue. That's a, uh, you know what? That's a Dr. Drew question. That is a, a classic Dr. Drew question, and that guy within two seconds will get right to the core of it. I would call, I would call in Loveline, man, if you're out here. Call him up, because that's a, that's a great one. Um. Yeah, I, I guess you'd have to figure out, is, is has she worked through whatever the fuck she was working through and now she's ready to... I mean, I don't know. Hey, those are some good-looking girls down there. And she's like, yeah, they are, or whatever. Like, I mean, if you kept steering it in that direction, you'd probably get your fucking threesome right there. Um. So there's that There's that option. The option that you have is if you're with her, like, I think you could... I mean, that, that's, that's a selfish fucking... And, a, and a, a, a shallow reason to stay with somebody long term. That uh, ah, Jesus. I don't know. Great fucking emails, by the way, everybody. I hope I didn't piss you guys off too much by fucking trash and all that metal shit. You know, I have half those T-shirts and I went to go see that. I was just embarrassed by some of that shit that I used to listen to. Um, oh, Jesus. Right up until I was like 20, 21. Fucking brutal. What 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 redeemable thing did I have? I did listen to the Beatles, the Doors, the Stones, all that white boy shit. Stevie Ray Vaughan. I did listen to Hendrix. I listened to all the big band swing through my dad. Shit from the fifties. 
uh, I had such a weird musical upbringing anyways, which was actually good because it was kind of all over the map. Um, I started hanging out with Patrice back in the day. Patrice was the one, rest his soul, got me the... Uh, I still remember when he got in that same piece of shit truck that I went to the ACDC concert in. Seven fucking years later, I'm still driving it, right? Making the sacrifices. Remember that? I told you, you don't get some fucking job and go out and buy a, a, a fucking new car. You just change yourself to your cubicle. I always kept my, I put a new engine in the fucking truck. Had somebody slap that in there for 1200 bucks, pay that down rather than twelve grand for a new car like it was back then. Um, so anyways, I still remember um, swinging by, picking Patrice up and going into Nick's, and he had the cassette tape of Ready, uh, ready to Die and him putting that in. Um, telling me that this guy was going to be the next guy. And then through all of that, like he cured me of all the rap that a white kid liked who lived in a cul-de-sac. Um, and he showed me all the, all of that shit. So I had that whole background. All that stuff fucking held up. But the sh- fucking metal that I listened to. I even watched like Lawrence Welk when I was a kid. <laughs> One of the creepiest shows ever. Even that was fucking thrown in there. It's funny, like fucking almost 40 years later, I'll be walking down the street and all of a sudden Winchester Cathedral will be going through my head. Winchester Cathedral, bo-do-do-do-do, you're bringing me down. Am I really going to sing this? You could have done something. My baby left town. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, Upcoming shows. Uh, I'm going to be at the uh, Improv in San Jose, June 14th and 15th this weekend. Sacramento Zone, Chelsea Peretti is not going to be there, unfortunately. So I replaced her, okay? Like that chick on that fucking show with uh, Sandy Duncan. Um, Kevin Shea. Kevin Shea is going to be there. It was fucking hilarious, really original. So it's going to be an awesome show. San Jose, June 14th and 15th at the Improv Theater. In downtown San Jose. Uh, On June 17th, I'll be at the Chicago Theater, part of the Vince Vaughn Wild West uh, comedy show uh, with Steve Byrne, Vince Vaughn, and a bunch of other guys. It's going to be an amazing show. That might already be sold out. Um, That's June 17th, so if it isn't, it's going to be. Go to BillBird.com and, you know, click on all these ticket links real quick. Uh, the Ontario Improv, June 29th, 30th, and July 1st. The Inland Empire. Um, and then I'm going to be going out in the Boston area, dude. Hampton Beach Ballroom Casino. Hampton Beach, fucking New Hampshire. July 14th. And after that, I'm going down to Rhode Island, kid. Going down to the Newport Yachting Center. July 15th. I'll be in a tent out in the parking lot. Come on down. It'll be a good time. And that's it. That's it. That's the podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to miss those Celtics. God damn it. I'm going to miss them. Hell of a run. And it still kills me. That fourth quarter of the 2009 finals. I really wish the refs had gotten out of the way. And if the Celtics were going to lose, I could have watched the Lakers, you know, win that. You know, not taking 24 unguarded shots. It's just fucking kidding. And it's not the Lakers' fault. I just, the fucking refs, they just, they have too much goddamn power. Too much fucking power, man. Put your fucking whistle away.
All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.